0: Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
1: From Sports.com, friend of the show. He's on the WGK logs Hotline. Let's welcome in Chip Patterson. Chip, what is going on, my friend? Oh, you didn't want to talk about your turf? You, no, you no, know, no. It's now a bad time coming out of that Northwestern result. We, we
2: do not want to talk about Kevin Willard and the Turks.
1: You know what Northwestern result? How about the first Rutgers game, the two, uh, the Ohio State game? The, you know what I mean? We can get a lot of those sorts of things. The nine percent from beyond the arc, Chip Patterson. No, we can save that till we get to March Madness, which Maryland's not going to be a part of. You know, I mean, I'm not sharing right, right. any secrets I, with you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just, you know, because they're going to be on CBS on Sunday. They're yeah. playing Indiana. Another a game that. What's the more disappointing
1: teams, team, though? They're both kind of I mean, sucky. Just,
2: for both those teams, the game in, in another world or in anywhere close to what the preseason expectations would be, we'd be talking about seed implications for the Big Ten tournament. You know, we'd be talking about you know, which one of these teams do you trust moving forward. Uh, I, was, I was just breaking it down before we got on the line. I was like, I, I got to think that if there's any motivational edge it would be with that Maryland coaching staff just to make sure you don't drop too straight at home.
1: Uh, Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, By the way, 2002, we'd be talking about who's winning the national championship because they'd be playing for the national title. But those were the good old days, Chip Patterson. Let's get into the combine real quick. Drake May, North Carolina, and you're based there in ACC country. Merrill Hodge has been full on dropping bombs on this guy's skills, uh, lack of arm strength, lack of athleticism, et cetera, et cetera. Where's all the venom coming from here?
2: Uh, need to nitpick um you know you as a scout um I don't know if there's any scouts in the listening audience but they'll back me up on this you're handed a card and uh all scouts for all the NFL teams you need to fill out pluses and minuses and so the if you want to throw a minus on there for Drake May in terms of some of the inconsistent performance you know that's absolutely there you look at the beginning and the end of last season it wasn't real strong but in the middle he had a run where he had 16 touchdowns and just one interception. And it's not necessarily a, a competition thing because he would play great against uh, Miami, a team full of, you know, four-star, five-star prospects, and then he would play awful against Virginia, uh, a football team that was barely competitive. So, you know, it's a, it was a mixed bag. If you want to say consistency there, but I, I'm, I don't know where the venom is coming from in, ter- in terms of I had not heard Those comments. I think arm strength is very silly. I think he has shown on tape the ability to make all the throws and make them on the move without having to be somebody who relies on the, you know, Mahomesian kind of, uh, you know, off platform stuff that everyone seems obsessed with. Uh, He's got great size. Like, I'm, I think that the nitpicking of Drake May is relative to the fact that you need to be able to fill out your scouting card with some negatives and that you are debating Drake May against Jaden Daniels in the non-Caleb Williams division. Take anybody who's throwing dirt on Drake May, ask them to put him in a conversation against QB4, QB5, QB6, and no self-respecting scout is saying that. So this is relative negativity only because they're stacking them up against those very top spots. Uh, No one is going to think that this is not a a prospect of value in the NFL draft.
3: How do you see the top three quarterbacks, Chip? my
2: opinion or how I think it's going to go? No,
3: I, I want your opinion.
2: I would go Drake May one, Caleb Williams two, um, Jane Daniels three.
3: And for what, what's your reasoning for that? Because it's kind of, uh, um, different than what most people are saying. Yeah.
2: I mean, I, I believe that, uh, Caleb Williams, while he was able to be absolutely electric at USC and just make some absolutely stupid throws, I do think that there was a book on how to beat him. And I would go back to the Notre Dame game. I don't have my notes from that um, right, pulled up right now, but in the Notre Dame game, the fighting Irish were able to get pressure on him without having to blitz a lot. And you know, that's, some of that's USC's offensive line, had a very bad game. Notre Dame had a good defensive line. That's plain. But it made me think about, you know, the Caleb Williams skill set and what's Caleb Williams going to be like in the NFL. And I think that, you know, under pressure, under duress, Notre Dame came up with a book and a game plan that, you know, at, at least gave me some pause. And, and, I mean, we're talking about excellent quarterbacks and, you know, nitpicking at the margins. Um, I, I would take Drake May over Caleb Williams but Drake may here, here's my top tier, Drake may, Caleb Williams, Jane Daniels, and JJ McCarthy, and then a line. And then we go down to tier two, but those four, you know, if we can nitpick like a one verse two, two verse three, three verse four, kind of, you know, shake them up in different orders. But uh, to me, that is the top tier of quarterbacks in this draft class.
3: Now, Chip, talk to me about uh, Peyton Willis, another guy down your area, NC state, and he blew away the combine yesterday, I know he's had, you know, the medical is going to be key for him, but, you know, athletically he was off the charts.
2: Yeah. Peyton Wilson, all American linebacker, um, you know, phenomenal high school athlete, you know, multi-sport athlete in Hillsborough, North Carolina, about, you know, 40, 45 minutes from me right now. He was, you know, between UNC and NC state, you know, originally committed to UNC big time, you know, commit. Then all of a sudden he flips to NC state. We've been well aware of his athletic ability for a long time. Him testing well um, is no surprise at all. The thing that is exciting about Peyton Wilson is his instincts uh, because he is someone who played six years of college football because of some of those season-ending injuries. Like you mentioned, the medicals will be important. But that guy, when he is just sort of in the flow, everything seems natural to him. And it's been interesting at these combine interviews to hear Peyton Wilson come out and say that, you know, someone who he always modeled his game after was Carolina Panthers' former linebacker, Luke Keekly, mm-hmm. because I think there is a lot of that in Peyton Wilson's game where so much of him being able to be around the ball um, all the time and fill up all those, you know, stats, and he is not just a stat stuffer. He is around the ball because he is an instinctive linebacker, just like Keekley was. So, yeah, I mean, not surprised at all that he's testing well athletically because of his profile going back to high school. But the reason you're going to want him is because of what's going on between his ears.
3: Now, Chip, talk to me about the depth in the O-line because everybody, you know, I, I think Mel had like eight O-linemen going in the first round. So talk to me about the depth.
2: Um, a rare thing. You know, These, you're not always going to find draft classes that are built out like this. Uh, I think that it is happening in part maybe because of the COVID year where you've got an extra year of eligibility. We had more fourth, fifth-year players, you know, guys coming back. And so, yeah, I think that the reason that you're seeing um, a lot of these mock drafts with a lot of offensive linemen probably has to do with the fact that you don't always get, um, you know, that kind of supply
3: uh, in a draft class. Hey, Chip, uh, do you think that it's Marvin Harrison and everybody else or is it closer than that?
2: Closer than that. If you wanted to take Roma Dunze over Marvin Harrison, uh, I would not be upset with that. And Malik Neighbors is so much fun. I don't think that he is as far back. I don't think he's, like, in another uh, league than Marvin Harrison Jr. Again, like, you say Marvin Harrison Jr. one, Roma Dunze 2, Malik Neighbors 3. Ah, Okay, fine. We can nitpick over the order there uh, in a few spots. But I do think that that is the conversation. It is not Marvin Harrison, Jr. And then line, Roma Dunes and Malik neighbors. It, they deserve to be in that conversation as well.
3: Hey, Chip, in your mind, what are the weakest positions for the draft?
2: Uh, I don't I, – I'm not sure. What do you think? I can tell you what I can
3: Running back, it sounds like.
2: Yeah, because you've got like Audrick Estime from Notre Dame, I heard might end up being um, – one of the top running backs that ends up in the in the picture there. You've got some, some real interesting conversations to have about Clemson's Will Shipley just in terms of being a, you know, multi-talented, can-catch-it-out-of-the-backfield kind of guy. Um, I, I don't think the college game has given us a lot of dominant running backs. Um, it is something that is kind of cycling its way out. Um, we'll see if that changes, but right now just – we a combination of offenses. Combination of uh, the way that a lot of these, a lot of these offenses like to use running back by committee. You you don't have a lot of the Derrick Henrys anymore carrying the ball thirty eight times per game on your way to a Heisman Trophy. So not surprised that the NFL draft reflects that as well. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage.